time. It's time for the latest buzz on pets from around the corner, down the block, and across the world with award-winning journalist, author, speaker, educator, and host, Arden Moore. Arden has twice been named by Oprah Winfrey as one of her top three pet hosts. And just this past year, the Cat Writers Association awarded Arden the coveted President's Award, given exclusively to the best of the best. Arden is driven to live her motto, bringing out the best in pets and their people. So snuggle up with your favorite fur baby, because it's time for another episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. Pause up, pet pals. Welcome to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Now, first up, we need to give pause and applause to a globe-trotting guy on a mission. His mission? To save animals from the sky. Woo! He is the host of the inspiring docu-series, Doug to the Rescue. And right now, he's in Ukraine. Wow. Please welcome to our show, Doug Thrawn. Hey, welcome, Doug. Hey, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. I cannot believe we were able to conquer miles and time zones to get together because this dude does travel all over the world, as you're going to soon hear. And I am I am so glad to have you on the show. I mean, Doug, you're like a mega talented aerial cinematographer. I got that all out in one big bite. What do you think? Yeah, yeah that was impressive. <laughs> I don't know if I could even say it myself. I'm not going to say it twice. Um, he's also a take action environmentalist and a major, major animal activist. He is hosting the second season of Doug to the Rescue, and it airs on Curiosity Stream. So we're going we're gonna to dive in like a drone, uh, uh, Mr. <laughs> Doug, because that's kind of the key to your, your identity. Can you tell people what you are doing with drones? Yeah, so what I basically do, I used to primarily use drones as a cinematography tool, shooting for shows uh, like Nat Geo and Discovery. And I got the idea to put an infrared camera on the drone and fly over disaster areas and look for animals. And what the infrared does is basically allows you to see the heat signature of an animal. So when the animal's on the ground, you can see the outline, the shape of the animal. And then I can flip to 180 times zoom lens and a spotlight that I have and then shine it right on the animal and verify that it's a hurt animal or verify it's an animal that needs rescuing. And then I also have the GPS coordinates on the drone. So if it's far away, because the drone can fly up to about a mile and a half away, yeah. then I just mark down the coordinates and then we drive or run over there and go rescue the animal. So it's extremely effective and it allows allows us to save a lot more animals than um, you would normally ever find. I mean, I can find, I can find, countless animals all night long you know everybody's sitting there uh, having a little drone envy if you don't mind because (laughs) you know sometimes people use it for for fun and 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 all that but i see that uh the drones are really saving lives and we've seen them used with firefighters and paramedics and others to find where people are what got you in this whole drone let me help animal uh, uh mindset yeah, I had been um, been doing environmental activism, protecting wild habitat for animals for decades. And 
<clears throat> I was acting as a cinematographer, filming a guy that was rescuing cats after a big fire. Okay. And when I saw what he was doing with an infrared scope, then I kind of got the idea to do it um, the next level to put it on a drone. And, you know, there was a hurricane in the Bahamas, Hurricane Dorian. Oh, I and know that. When that came well. about. Yeah, it was super devastating. It was like a 180 mile per hour hurricane. Um, it was in 2019. About, yeah. Yeah. Lasted about 40 hours. Destroyed hundreds and hundreds of homes. Thousands of people are still missing. Um, and I was using a regular drone uh, flying over there looking for animals to help out. And then I thought back about the infrared and I tested it out and it worked so well that basically here I am. I went from the Bahamas, then went to Australia for eight months rescuing koalas. And then I've just <laughs> been pretty much on the road nonstop after hurricanes, fires, tornadoes, yeah. um, now a war zone. So yeah, the application is just unlimited on what sort of animals and how, where I can go with it. Well, I know you mentioned before we came on the show that you, you have a houseboat, but, you know, you don't really yeah. get to see postal carriers to wherever you are because you don't really have a no. physical home. So how do people <clears throat> find you, Doug? And you're kind of like Superman for animals. You know? <laughs> You've got an infrared yeah. and a drone. <laughs> infrared, yeah. a drone and a Superman yeah. cape. <laughs> yeah. Uh, usually the best way to find me is just uh, at my name, Douglas Thrawn. Um, Tango Hotel, Romeo Oscar, November. Um, and that's it uh, on Instagram is the one that I tend to do. Okay. I'm not a big social media person <laughs> to begin with, but I try to keep people abreast of what I'm doing. So um, Instagram is usually the one where I put stuff up. Well, I'm, I'm becoming a fan. So just be aware, be warned, be yeah. warned. And I actually went to the Bahamas in 19 and, w and did some work at the uh, Grand Bahamas where they had the, the shelter was celebrating its 50th year. And then mm -hmm. it got hit like a month later by Dorian. So thank you oh, for wow. being there to help them. The other thing we have yeah. in common is the campfires in Paradise, <coughs> California, back in 18. I was there working yeah. with some uh, uh, a, a feline uh, practice, a veterinary practice, and the vet tech there completely lost his brand new home, but they saved their oh, kitties wow. and they got their elderly neighbor and they got down the road before everything went poof. So mother nature isn't, yeah. mother nature's not very nice, is she? No, no. I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of, um, I guess it's kind of how we treated mother nature that now these storms have gotten much worse. And, um, you know, as, as a cinematographer for all these different shows, I, my, primary focus was protecting ancient forest habitat okay. and still to this day you know if we really want to combat climate change the most important thing we can do is protect the ancient forest that we have in the tropical rainforest whether it be tropical rainforest in south america or whether you know congo and africa has an enormous tropical rainforest as well um wow. and then temperate rainforest in u.s and canada and alaska so <laughs> Well, yeah. you, uh, I, I just, I, I can't imagine what your, your passport must look like. Is it the funny thing is, is the weirdest thing nowadays is I find like I came into Ukraine, I didn't get a stamp on my passport. Um, and then what was the past few places I've been, they haven't stamped it Really, in Africa and some of the Are places they, they didn't ink? stamp it as well. <laughs> I don't know why I'm like, Oh, it would be cool to have it. But, yeah. um, 
I think Kenya stamped my passport, but Malawi didn't or vice versa. Yeah, it's weird. I've gone to a handful of places nowadays. Australia, where I was in, and they don't stamp your passport either. That's crazy. Hey, he's right now. We have taken a bit of time, and we thank his team to coordinate us getting together today. He is in Ukraine. Are you in Ukraine at the border? And what are what's your mission? We've got about a, a minute left before we take a break, but I want to tease up our folks what yeah. you're doing there. Yeah, I'm in Ukraine uh, looking for animals in the bombed out buildings. And so far, we've gotten probably a little over a dozen cats and dogs uh, using the infrared drone. And um, yeah, it's been extremely successful. It was a little challenging getting permission. But now that I've got the permission, I've been able to save quite a few animals. And yeah, I've been, I have. Yeah, that's why five, that's why I was teaching you. Come on, here, before yeah. the break, can yeah, you tell us who's sharing your here, hotel so, yeah. room? <laughs> I've got a mother cat that we rescued from eight stories up in a bombed out building. Oh my and, gosh. And uh, her kittens as well. So we've got four kittens and the mama cat. So I can uh, certainly put that on, uh, hold them in my lap in just a second here. Yeah, go ahead and grab them because we're going to take a break. We're going to tease everybody to uh, see what you're doing. Hey, he proves that real men love cats. Hey, <laughs> kitty, kitty. Aww. And here he comes. Oh, he's going to get some kitties. Let's see what's going on. Oh, my gosh. You you must be kitten me. You must be kitten me. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What a cute. Oh, that's cute. Hey, guys. He oh. is a champion for all animals. We're going to talk more with Doug Thrawn after we take this break. So sit and purr. We'll be right back. <laughs> you need even more Arden Moore? We're online at fourleggedlife.com. Welcome back to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We're speaking with a very, very wonderful guy. His name is Doug Thrawn. He is has camera, has drone, has compassion, must travel. Have you ever figured out how many different continents, countries you've been now and over what time period? Not even, yeah, quite a, quite a few nowadays. Who is this cutie pie? <laughs> so this one... This one we call Katniss after Katniss. the Hunger Games. Okay. Yep. <laughs> uh, she's adorable. And this one we just call Mama Cat so far. Mama Cat is but, very grateful to you, Doug. Yeah. Yeah, she was the first one we trapped because uh, we had to set up live traps. And the Mama one we caught first. And all the other little kittens, it took a series of days for us to trap them. But this little kitten actually stood by Mama's side. And was standing on top of the trap and then took off. And then I was able to hand catch her. Oh, my gosh. How old do you think she was when you found the litter? Um, it was about a week ago. And okay. I would probably say, guessing they were probably around four weeks old. Okay. All right. Like that. So they're still, they're still nursing. How can people help? Because we've had a couple of veterinarians on our show, Dr. Marty Becker and Dr. Gary Weissman, who also volunteered at the Ukraine border mm -hmm. to help with animal medical care. What, what's something yeah. you can pass on to our folks that are tuned in? Yeah. I mean, the best way right at the moment um, is 
far as us personally, um, the assert drone animal rescue group that I work with. Okay. Um, donating on their page or on my GoFundMe page is definitely helpful. Um, Let's go ahead and give us that information. Go ahead. Douglas Thrawn at GoFundMe. Okay. Douglas Thrawn Drone Animal Rescue. You'll see the it'll pop up. So, and then if they're looking for a nonprofit donation, they can go to assert, A-S-S-E-R-T, and they can find that uh, online. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I did see you've got season two coming up and it is Mm -hmm. called Doug to the Rescue. And I love the the, your 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 channel curiosity stream. Can I can you say I'm going to tee you up. It's called Mm -hmm. the Netflix for. Curious Minds or something like that. (laughs) Um, What is. All right. um, It's called the Netflix for nerds. The Hula for history buffs. Um, I love that. And the Disney Plus for the scientists and all of us. So I don't want us to be a spoiler, but I do want you to take us. Um, I want you to take us to the Dominican Republic and you're in a big mm-hmm. landfill. Tell us what what you found and what you did. Yeah, basically flying the drone over this monstrous sized landfill, I was able to find dozens of dogs that have been dumped in the the trash dumps and we were able to rescue a lot of them. And one of the dogs that we rescued actually had nine puppies the following morning. So she was pregnant and trapped under a bunch of crates and garbage. And thankfully we found her and were able to save her and the pups. Yeah. You worked with a a group uh, led by a gal named Tracy, right? And, uh, and, and so this dog had an eye injury. The dog looked, pretty healthy. I mean, it, I think you were wondering if she had just been dumped. You you mentioned that yeah. people dump dogs there. I, I, that's sad. Yeah, I think that she might have gotten dumped because she was pregnant and the owners didn't want to deal with the puppies, which is unfortunate, of course. Wow. So from there we go, and it's no laughing matter, helping hyenas. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> oh my gosh, Doug, I had no idea that you described hyenas bigger and buffer than a pit bull. Yeah, they were, I was, that's what I was surprised by was the enormous size of them. I mean, they're five, six, eight times the size of a pit bull and much, much beefier and meatier looking than a pit bull. And where were um, you? What, what brought you where, where, tell everybody where you were. Yeah, I was in Malawi and basically what I was doing was filming we were tracking the hyenas where they would go on the, down these river corridors in between different city, di- between a different city and then um, the little villages. And what the scientists were wanting is basically the data to basically be able to show that these hyenas need these river corridors in order to survive because they would basically go along the river corridor and go into the villages and hunt for food. And then they would go back through the river corridor and go back into the city. And um, that's where they would, you know, have their baby hyenas was in the city in this little sanctuary area. But they counted on having the river corridor in order to survive. So you had to be careful with your drone because any animal has better hearing than we do. And I noticed that you worked with a veterinarian and some conservation folks so they hit the dart in a hyena to be able to put a tracking collar on. But I remember during the episode, you had to watch your elevation, right? 
Yes. So tell us about that. Yeah. um, With the, well, in that instance, they tranquilized the hyena. And then basically I had to have the drone ready to go and then fire it up and then chase after the hyena and (laughs) stay high enough as to not stay high enough to not scare it but also still keep an eye on it so that then we could find the hyena afterwards and where it laid down. And then, um, you know, so they could put the collar on it. And then it was also interesting because they had never gotten to see the scientist, um, how the hyenas interact once they go back to the pack. And it was nice to see that once the hyena had the collar, um, in a matter of minutes, it integrated back into the pack and there was no issue with the others rejecting it or fighting it or anything of the sort. Maybe he was saying he was was, making a a fashion statement. Look at me. I got a. Yeah. (laughs) Look at my pretty color. (laughs) Don't be jealous. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And thankfully the, um, yeah, they didn't seem to mind. I mean, I'm able to track the hyenas for miles and the hyenas are unaware that the drone is even there because I can track them from really high up in the sky. Well, we've got about a minute left. What What's a message you want to give everybody? Because this show goes coast to coast and beyond, and we really want people to know your your show is Doug to the Rescue. It is on Curiosity Stream, but you're doing the work. You're not just talking about it. You're in the trenches. What What's yeah. your message to all of us tuned in? Um, the main message would be to get involved in helping save animals, whether it be volunteering at a shelter or donating to shelters. Um, there's always help that animals need. Also, obviously, writing letters and getting involved with protecting ancient forests throughout the world is uh, a key component to combating climate change. So if people can do that, that will definitely help as well. Well, you take care of those kitties in your hotel no. room in the <laughs> Ukraine. And I do want to give you you pause and applause for all that you're doing. And I think the uh, Doug to the Rescue series is important. It's amazing how it's all filmed. Uh, uh, Really excellent job. I'm proud of you. you. (laughs) Whatever that means. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Keep doing the good work. All right. Um, Appreciate it. Hey, everybody. Um, We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to find out how food can make your cat smarter with our holistic veterinarian friend, Dr. Jean Hovey. But we're going to take a commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. You need even more Arden Moore? We're online at fourleggedlife.com. Welcome back to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life Show. Our next guest is a renowned holistic veterinarian. She knows that making smart food choices can bring out the best in pets. And today, she's going to share some ways we can make our cats smarter. Feline Einsteins. So please welcome to the show the one and only Dr. Jean Hovey. Hey, I'm so glad you're on our show, Dr. Jean. Oh, me too. And it's always wonderful to see you. (laughs) And hey, everybody, she operates the littlebigcat.com website. She has a number of books. She is very accomplished. One of the books is an ebook because she's cool and modern. And it's called (laughs) What Cats Should Eat, 
how to keep your cat healthy with good food. That sounds yummy to me. Yes, my my tastes tend not to parallel kitties very much, but <laughs> I can I can sympathize with where they go with that. <laughs> well, uh, everyone, I love Dr. Jean, and her name is spelled H O F V E. And if for all of you that are a little like, how do you pronounce her name? We have a good way to remember Dr. Jean. It rhymes with Bon Jovi. <laughs> and what is better than that? And you will never forget. <laughs> so have you ever met Bon Jovi? No, no. And and when I discovered um, that little tidbit, I I did make a point of going and listening to some of his stuff. And <laughs> his music isn't my favorite, but, you know, he is a great guy. He's just a wonderful human being. He is, being. he is. So, he's, so, he's so a good I'm guy. all good with that. So we know that cats are not little dogs, and you have dedicated your veterinary career to help cats and dogs eat well and, and maximize the goodies in their, in their bodies. But one thing I think people might be curious about is, I've always known that food is fuel, but can you share some ways that maybe food can also boost the uh, brain power in our cats? Absolutely. The brain is a giant sink of nutrients. I mean, the brain gets first dibs at all of the blood glucose, which, okay. you know, if, if you, you're not eating it, like if you're feeding your cat a keto diet with, in which there's no carbohydrates to break down, the liver actually can make glucose. It, oh. can, it can convert it and you'll never, um, you'll never run out because that's your body's first priority is to keep the brain glucose high. Okay. So to contrary to what that sounds like, you do not want to feed your cat a lot of glucose, a lot of carbs, carbohydrates, no matter what they are, with the slight exception of fiber, all carbohydrates break down into sugar eventually. So broccoli will break down into sugar. Really? But yes. It's amazing, huh? And then uh, the... The thing is, all commercial cat food is very carb heavy, and our cats don't need that. Yeah, glucose and and heavy carbs and starchy carbs they actually drag us down. Um, so your your kitty will be better off with no dry food. I hate okay. to tell you, yeah. because <laughs> dry food is you know thirty to fifty percent carbohydrate, and the, the zero cats have zero zero requirement for <laughs> carbohydrates they don't but, need any i mean but we do can, know that sometimes it's a pocketbook issue uh, well so, yes so are there some things if someone is giving maybe uh kibble and canned food that we can do as a meal topper or something Absolutely. as a supplement that yes. might help bring out uh the brainy best in our cats yes um, if you have wet food of any kind whether it's you know just canned food pouch homemade from your neighbor, whatever it is, <laughs> you know, you can supplement it to make it more digestible to your cat in the first place, as well as pack it with some nutrients that are really, really great for the brain. So thinking, speaking of brain, um, I remember I interviewed you a few years back. I do the nutrition column for Catster Magazine, and you're one of my favorite experts. <laughs> and you were talking about uh, brainy omega-3s uh, which have a very long 
words, but I like to use the initials DHA and EPA. Can you break it down for us mere mortals? What What's the deal with omega-3s and helping the brain power in cats? Well, there are basically three kinds of omega-3s. And the, the omega just refers to where in the, in the long chain of carbons, where there is a double bond or a kink. Okay. Saturated fats all line up all, you know, like this. And wow. they fit together. And that's why they're solid at room temperature, right? But an oil like an omega-3 oil or any other corn oil, whatever you have, um, is kind of more like this. And you okay. see how all the, all the components have a little space to jiggle around in. Uh, <laughs> so that, the thing that makes that important is that if you happen to be a deep, cold water fish, okay. you need that space between the molecules or everything's going to clump up and you're going to freeze in cold water. So cold water fish have a ton of these omega-3s all in their cell membranes, in their skin, and especially in their brain. Now, there is one plant-based omega-3. Oh. And plant, the people who sell it like to say, oh, it's an omega-3. It's anti-inflammatory. Well, it isn't. Okay. It's called alpha-linolenic acid. And that's oh, say that off. slowly. and Oh, with feeling. <laughs> yeah. Alpha-linolenic acid. Okay, And that's what, if you see a bottle of flaxseed oil or hemp seed oil or canola oil, they'll also always tout the benefits of their omega-3s. The problem is cats and dogs can't really convert that to EPA okay. and DHA. They need to get EPA and DHA. So I understand. And fully formed. So like krill oil or sardine oil or anchovy oil oh those stinky anchovy oils are they oh, good know. or bad for the kitty they're great for the kitty and for dogs too we've got our puppy on it and um you know I, it took me a long time to convince my housemate of this um and she hates fish hates the smell of fish <laughs> but she's putting it she's putting fish oil on her dog's food and uh and he just had his first birthday and he is active and glossy and his coat is just to, to be defied description he's so soft and uh, what's um, his name again Riggs. Riggs. so um so people out there that may not be fans of anchovy on their pizza it <laughs> might be a good thing to get for your cat or dog right and if you're really sensitive to this sensitive to the smell and if they don't sleep next to you on your pillow, <laughs> you might want to give them at night. So, so that, you know, the fish burps or whatever you have is not going to keep you awake. But if they're out running around during the day as, as Riggs is, um, you know, then we give it to them in the morning because it sustains them through the day with balanced energy. It's not just about the energy. It's about the balance. I got you. Our dog and cat food all comes with tons and tons of omega-6, which is like corn oil, safflower oil, any kind of vegetable oil. Again, they'll try the benefits of those oils, but it's they don't work the same way. Now, linoleic okay. acid, which yeah. is what's found in vegetable oils, is also a necessary nutrient, but we need a balance. And the balance is somewhere between 
one to one and five to one. And okay. our diets and of course pet foods really based on human food because that's what's out there that they those are the ingredients that are available to use. Well, um, we got to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to okay. get continued to be schooled on good, <laughs> smart food choices for our kitties and dogs from Dr. Jean Hovey. So everybody just sit and burr. We'll be right back. Welcome back. There, there, now settle down. This is Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. Welcome back to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life show. I'm having a great time learning a lot about food and food choices for our kitties. And we're with Dr. Jean Hovey, and she's out of Colorado. She's a holistic veterinarian. She started a website called Little Big Cat. You want to give a little shout out to what that's all about, Dr. Jean? Well, Little Big Man was a movie with Dustin Hoffman. Right. Um, way back when. And I had just spent the summer on an Indian reservation. Oh. So I was really into that. And, you know, in cowboy movies, I always rooted for the Indians. You know, it's just I'm a little weird like that. That's all right. So Little Big Cat came from little big man on my side, on Jack's Galaxy's side, he's my business partner in this little venture. He likes to think that there's a big cat inside of every little cat. Ah. So it works actually on several levels. Well, and we do need for the three people on the planet that do not know who Jackson Galaxy is. Do you want to give a shout out to him and what he does? Well, he has, uh, he has had a very popular TV show on Animal Planet called My Cat from Hell. Um, when I met him, he was a musician. He worked at the Boulder County Humane Society, where coincidentally, it turned out I had taught a, a class on flower essences years before that he was in. So we oh. had actually met years before we actually met. So, nice. Um, yeah. But we, we just knew. I mean, we intuited, it was like obvious as the nose on your face, we had some work to do because yeah. cats tend to be the second class citizens of, right. Of We're trying to world. change that. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and they get, you know, dogs get, oh, raw fed and big hikes and the cat is in the corner with a bowl of dry food going, wait a minute. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and they get fat and they get sick and, oh, well, but. We're trying to raise the status of cats. Well, I think you are. And I think it's better to be a cat these days than maybe uh, a generation ago. Yeah. And I think we have made a difference. You know, our work has really laid a foundation. And, and uh, Little Big Cat, the website, is, is sort of under construction right now. So don't mind me. But um, <laughs> it's got like 300 articles on dog and cat nutrition oh, behavior. It's, no, it's a go-to place. Two things I want to ask you about. Mm -hmm. One is the benefit of antioxidants. Mm, and yes. the other is to power up your peas. Now I'm talking not about urine. I'm talking about pre and probiotics. So let's, let's go with A for antibiotics first. What's going on in the body uh, 
to a kitty cat? And what are something that uh, a person working with their veterinarian maybe get to protect brain cells, uh, like some any kind of certain vitamins? What, what can we do to up the antioxidant benefits for our kitties? Well, antioxidants are really important because as uh, the mitochondria in our bodies, kitties' bodies, all of us, um, as they're producing energy, one of the one of the side products, and it's not a, a byproduct, it's not a waste product. It's but, done intentionally, but free radicals are produced. Oh, so the body also produces antioxidants to go and scoop those up. If the system gets in balance and you have too many free radicals, that causes inflammation. So we want to jump on that because you know inflammation is oh. is getting on between inflammation and and gravity i think this is just what's going to get us all yeah <laughs> but what are but some we, good vitamin supplements that might be good to kind of boost the antioxidant and i i'm looking at these free radicals i'm like get out of here you don't have a work permit you don't have a parade permit get out of here get out of the kitty's body but well, well you need you need them though, yeah because but you don't want if, too many <laughs> right if kitty comes in contact with a virus or gets injured you want a certain amount of inflammation and those are very important but you want it to be managed short term all that so you need a, you need antioxidants for that so, and you can get that from food um the omega-3 epa and dha have anti-inflammatory properties although they're not strictly antioxidants mm -hmm. but uh vitamin c vitamin e turmeric curcumin i take turmeric uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. there are many wonderful antioxidant blends out there for people and animals. And okay. you're welcome to give any of them to your kitty, except if they contain alpha lipoic acid, which okay. is very popular in human supplements and dogs, but it is toxic to cats. So just. And so the point is, we need to be keeping our veterinarian in the loop, don't we? Not oh, just yeah. reaching for something and throwing it on top of the kibble. Exactly. Exactly. Because okay. your vet's going to be able to say, well, well, wait, turmeric is fine, but 14 tablespoons of turmeric, not so fine. <laughs> not so good. Not so, so good. <laughs> you know, it's not always a case of more is better. I like um, that. Well, yeah. let's go on to um, prebiotics and probiotics. Um, I take them. I, yep. Five years Me ago, too. I didn't really know much about it, but how are they beneficial to kitties? And again, we're working with our veterinarians, but tell us what they do. Well, uh, along with the other antioxidants, they help manage inflammation specifically in the brain. Ooh. There is a gut-brain axis <laughs> that, uh, that needs tending to. And probiotics are the key in that. But it's kind of silly to give probiotics, which are the good beneficial bacteria like acidophilus and some of those bifidobacteria. There's a lot of great probiotics, but if you just feed those, you're, you're just throwing them out and saying, you're on your own. Oh. What you want to do is give them prebiotics. You're packing their lunch for their, ah, good. For their schoolwork, for their school <laughs> day. You pack their lunch with prebiotics and you send them off and they get in there and do the job and, and run around the track and have a great recess. And oh, by the way, it's keeping their brain sharp also to be able to assimilate the nutrients and organize yeah. their thoughts. Um, probiotics have, are, have major effects on the brain. 
I like that. You know, I know there, there are food choices you've mentioned and supplements and pre and probiotics. Uh, I think I have a pretty couple of smart cats, Casey and Rusty. They seem to know words. They seem to do tricks. Um, what's the, what would you say would be some parting messages on how to uh, boost the brain power in your cat, maybe from how you interact? Oh, that's such a great question. But interactive play, yeah. like you on one end and a, and a furry thing on the other <laughs> end or a feather, yeah. you know, that you are engaging with the cat and you want to, oh, exactly. So you I have that. right here for all our YouTube people, right within reach is always a, a, a toy fish on a, on, a, on, a, on a pole for my cats. <laughs> right. And you can drag it on the floor. You can jump behind the sofa. You can swing it in the air, you know, and your cat is going to go crazy and it's sharpening his, his perception and his motor skills and engaging that hunter uh, brain, that hunter personality that is within every, every cat. And well, even as you were saying this, Rusty, the performer, my ginger cat just came right to the microphone. He's like, yes, listen to her, you humans. She knows yes. how to make us felines have PhDs. <laughs> yes, we are going to make you the smartest cat in the world, huh, Rusty? Besides my cat, of course, Merry oh, Christmas. Merry Christmas, yeah. So, Merry. again, um, we've got about a few seconds left. Any parting message you want to say to everybody, Dr. Jean? Well, pretty much everything I know about cat nutrition is in my ebook, What Cats Should Eat. And if it's not there, it's on my website, Little Big Cat. And I'm always researching and writing it's a compulsion i'm supposed to be retired but nothing happening no you so remain I keep going. <laughs> you remain a student and a teacher and that's why i love you and you're one of my go-to experts hey um i'm so happy we've had dr jane hovey on our show maybe she can get us bon jovi uh someday we never know she he's got some well, connections <laughs> yeah and he he's an animal lover so that he that he knows? is <laughs> okay so hey everybody that's it for our show today i really want to first thank our wonderful sponsor tevra the makers of great pet products i want to give a big pause up and pause and applause to dr jane hovey and of course doug throne both of our guests on our show today thanks to you all you pet pals for tuning in and for all the stations coast to coast airing our show so until next time this is Arden Moore saying to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there, pause up. Thanks for listening to this episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. For more information about the host, to listen to past programs, and watch full-length video versions of our guest interviews, our website is fourleggedlife.com. That's fourleggedlife.com. And have a pawsome week. 